and welcome to The Cut of Steel, episode 15. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Yo, dude. Uh, it's funny because like, we're right in between like two Super Side Talk episodes at this moment, and normally Cut of Steel will have like other people on, but it's just us because it's like hella last minute. Yeah, literally uh, there's breaking news. Yeah, breaking news. Like, we... There was no plan to do an episode today. It was only because of today's announcements, which today, guys, is January 31st. Uh, today we got the James Gunn DC Universe, like, full reveal. and the initial plans. Yeah, the initial plans for it, uh, for the first chapter. Uh, this pretty much episode will be all about his slate, the 10 things he announced. Uh, we'll talk afterwards about, really, the... Four movies coming out this year in 2023 because we do have four full films this year that are for sure happening i know people have always been like i've had so many people question go like are these actually coming out and i'm like no they're coming out like for sure they're well, coming the only out. one that i'm i was not the sure flash. on no beetle oh because like interesting they've been working okay. on the flash for like the longest time but like oh, yeah. the beetle is like we haven't we literally haven't seen or heard anything about it other than it's happening uh, wait have you not seen the suit all right. Well, they did show the suit. Okay, I was about yeah. to say that's like the best superhero costume I've ever seen. But, uh, like, actually, guys, if you haven't seen the Blue Beetle suit, it is probably the best produce like, like, uh, practical suit of a superhero ever. Like, it's really good. It's insanely <laughs> good. Uh, we're gonna talk about those. Kind of talk about what we're looking like for the DC release schedule of everything coming out potentially after twenty twenty three. And then uh, that's really it, uh, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, I guess to start off, though, uh, you know, Cut of Steel, this is a show within Sutra Side Talk uh, as the channel, but this is our DC-centric show. Talk mainly movies, but we're getting into com- We've gotten more into comics, uh, trying to get into television more and uh, everything. Games, all of it. Everything DC, pretty much. Except probably not merchandise, specifically. We're not going to talk about, like, oh, check out the new, like, uh freaking shoes that are coming out or anything like that um yeah. i think there are reeboks though that look interesting but uh that's neither here nor there so james i texted you and i sh- yeah. i sent you the link and i was like dude it's happening and we got a video of james gunn talking for about five minutes telling us everything and i guess initially how did you feel just hearing it all uh i am cautiously optimistic still because like i really appreciate that he came out and was just like here's our slate of movie plans because we were talking before we started recording that like i and like a lot of other dc fans are just like and i'm not even that big of a dc fan but like i still like the characters we don't we've kind of lost trust with dc not dc but warner bros Warner Brothers, like yeah. to like care enough to make these movies work or to make these characters work in movies in like a cohesive universe like we've gotten for marvel which marvel may have gone on too long but we'll see marvel's (laughs) yeah marvel's the difference to marvel's like (gasps) it's like it's still fun movies but it's like there's not like the same excitement as there used to be yeah and like for dc movies it's just like we could get movies just as good as the original marvel movies but like we just haven't for a long time and so I so I really appreciate that James Gunn is like, here's a detailed list of all the movies and shows in I don't think they mentioned any games, but like, no, 
I just, I also, I like the idea. I don't know how well this will work because not every, you know, actor can also be a great voice actor and vice versa. So, it, but it is an interesting idea that they're going to try to have the same characters be the same voice actors and essentially the same character across animated movies, live action movies, and games, apparently. Yeah. So, that's interesting. So, when I heard this, I, I've been excited. Like, I won't lie. I've been excited this whole time. I've just been simultaneously frustrated, uh, specifically... Yeah. With my man Henry just getting the the shit end of the stick nonstop. Like Henry Cavill has gotten so much shit of like not from people. Like it's funny because like that's the one thing everyone can agree on. Even yeah, if they the don't like Zack like, Snyder we stuff. Love him, bring him back. Yeah, like even if you don't like Zack Snyder's stuff, you're like, I love Henry Cavill's Superman. Like he actually works really well for that role. Uh it just depends on, I guess, who's in charge of it and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, he's been recast. It's going to be a younger Superman and everything else. And that's what I've just been like. I can't believe it. I'm so annoyed. And otherwise, for James Gunn and his plan, I, at, when he, they first announced him doing it, I kind of had to think because I'm like, all right, James Gunn, he has done pretty much all really good movies except for one which one other people really like i just think it's hot trash and that's guardians of the galaxy volume two uh otherwise like guardians one slither super those movies are great i love those movies and they're just so weird but they work and so the suicide well squad. Like, I, and the I suicide was, squad like yeah, i was he's... so shocked how much i liked that movie the suicide squad was really good i'd say it's probably somewhere in the top five of the dc films that have come out for the dceu and uh peacemaker was my number two show of last year like that was phenomenal yeah. i had a great time with that so he's shown me like he can do really good it's funny because like with dc he got to take off the 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 child goggles that he had on for guardians and he's like oh i could do whatever i want cool yo look they're about to kill everyone also that dude's dick is out and then it's like that's a suicide squad movie and you're like what the fuck dude <laughs> it's a good time but they gave the announcement like hey this guy's in charge of dc now he's dc's kevin feige pretty much and i'm like okay i think he could potentially do it just from his track record guardians 2 to me was a personal fluke i didn't really like it and the guardians christmas special was actually good i like that uh then came like you know i'm recasting i'm doing all this stuff and i was like really annoyed but james gunn is already doing something that no one else has done really and that is communication he has non-stop yeah. been on twitter talking to people even responding to people very very well-mannered like he's not getting out of hand he's just like i'm doing this oh i'll I like answer his... your question i'm not gonna do that like yeah i like his response to like people saying like why'd you fire henry cavill he's like i didn't fire henry cavill i just didn't hire him <laughs> yeah that was, I was like that was i'm like punching the wall like henry <laughs> um so the funny thing, I think, was um, Ray Fisher, uh, Cyborg. He, like, tweeted a thing That's where so he said... Dude, th this is the fucked up part. This is like, dude, Ray, stop, delete it, please. He uh, did it. I didn't even see what he said. So there was something James said to him, and then Ray brings it up, and he goes, look, he deleted it. 
like oh, he, I, I can't believe that. he did this shit. And then someone goes in the comments, dude, he has his stuff set to auto delete at a certain after a certain amount of time. His stuff auto deletes after all that previous Twitter controversy where people dug shit up. He now has it to auto delete, so we don't have to deal with that again. And so everyone's like, Ray, just calm down. He's not targeting you. He just it auto deleted. It wasn't even like on purpose. <laughs> like relax. Uh, anyway, sorry. I'm like I keep derailing here. For this announcement, I knew that this guy is communicating. He is telling us everything on Twitter, not like giving us everything, but he's like answering questions, being like, yes, no, this is going to happen. This won't happen. I'm not going to cast someone like this. I'm just going to do whoever fits, whatever. And then he gives us this slate and he says, well, actually before this slate, one last thing. Everyone asked, is this going to be like the MCU? And he said, no. If anything, it's going to be like Star Wars. And that hit my head. That, that very much clicked in my brain where I understood exactly what he meant. And I'm like, that's really good. That's really, that's how you make it different. Okay. So what Star Wars is, guys, I want you guys to think about this. Star Wars is a vast universe, a vast, vast universe full of all this shit. And you have books, movies, Live action TV shows, animated TV shows, games, all in the same world. Same universe, I guess. Not world, but in the same universe. And they all work together, but they aren't necessarily related whatsoever. They just do their thing in that universe, but they all exist there. And it's all canon for it. That is what he's doing for DC. So Which is you, basically how the Marvel movies like started. And now it just everything's all connected <laughs> yeah well for the marvel movies it was different because you knew they were all going to meet up you're like when are they going to sure. team up and then after that it went from when are they going to team up to you, you see if you want to watch this you have to watch this this and this and then you watch this yeah. and then again watch that and you're just gonna and then you stab yourself and then you're like oh okay cool here's the rope and it's literally why people don't want to get into comics right now because it's like they'll you'll read something that's why they relaunch like, that's why they go back to number one so many times in the comics yeah. but also It'll be like, read this other comic. It's like, oh, I don't want to get that comic. I want to understand the story with this comic. Well, that's the thing, too. Um, they still work comics now to where they make sure every comic can be someone's first comic. If you actually look at the very first page of a comic book, it'll be like, a, this hero is a this, this, yeah. and this. And it gives you like the thing. And it's like, all right, enter the story if you want to start there. And if you like it, maybe go back to the earlier stuff. But uh, for... The DC doing this, I'm like, okay, this really works. And I love that they're making it this big because they're not even dipping into multiverse power yet, which is really interesting because like when you really look at DC, like Marvel, you know, they're like, look, it's the Spider-Man multiverse and the Doctor Strange multiverse when it's actually kind of funny. Doctor Strange, you're like, look, it's Benedict Cumberbatch like three or four times. And then Spider-Man's is like, look, it's three different actors. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for DC, like DC's always been much better and bigger for multiverse than marvel ever was like they're the ones that really did it first they were like hey check out all these different worlds they're the, they started elseworlds which was all the alternate places and whatnot so it makes sense that they are kind of still doing it where they are now marking the multiverse as elseworlds they're going the batman matt reeves that's elseworlds uh todd phillips joker that's elseworlds fucking teen titans go that's like super fucking Elseworlds. Get different, <laughs> complete different omniverse, practically. Uh, the rest of this, it's just like, okay, here are your, here's your stuff. And you look at this slate. James Gunn gives us 10 films and shows 
one of those shows is animated. And he goes, this is all one universe. But And you look at the roster, you look at everything there, and you go, dude, these aren't related whatsoever. <laughs> what? He's going with, like, really ran- for some of the things, it's like really random deep, uh, deep cut shit, too. Super deep cut. And like, I, a couple of them, I was like, I don't know if I've ever heard about these. I will say I knew about all of them, but that's because I'm super into DC. And yeah. even still, like, some of them, I'm like, Dude, I haven't seen this in so fucking long. Even in the comics, I haven't seen this in a long time. It would have been three things if I hadn't played DC Universe Online, because that, uh, that's the only time I ever heard of Booster Gold. What? Dude, he was in Justice yeah. League. I, literally, I don't remember that. So like yeah, when, he was in uh, when Justice was, League Unlimited specifically during that. Uh, he had his own episode. It's weird, because like when I was playing DC Universe Online, I remember them using Booster Gold to like introduce a few things, and I was like, who the fuck is this Booster Gold guy? I've never oh heard of him. God. Dude, do you not know if the, the Time Master's Vanishing Point? Oh my God, Rip Hunter. Which okay, that one I know. You, you yeah, legends well, of the Legends of Tomorrow. Don't even start with me. That I'm not even talking about that shit. I'm talking about <laughs> actual Time Master shit. Okay, not the fucking cheese that that was. It was great cheese, but that's not even close to what it was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, okay. Here is the. So overall, I feel good. I feel really good about this. I feel very optimistic because he already said it's not MCU. He's showing us it's already not MCU. Just looking at the roster. And it's going to be a big old giant universe that they could just throw stories into. Which I really, really love. And what's going to happen probably here is like you'll have a movie with the characters who are doing something. And then another Piro pops up. And you don't have to know what they were doing before. They're just there. And you go, cool. This hero's there. That's great. And there's nothing I need to know about before it. Like, that's fantastic. That It's giving you choice. But all right. Let's get into this. Uh, we have a full thing of uh, 10. Like I said, 10. And I'm going in the order that James Gunn was doing in the video. I will read some stuff based just as it goes. Uh, just to get the exact words of like what they were doing for it. So the first thing we got is the animated show called Creature Commandos. And I know, James, this is one of yeah, your favorite teams. Yeah, that was one teams. of the ones where I was like... Yeah, James Ooh. loves these guys, exactly. Why is there a Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein? <laughs> you don't also, get it. Also, is that the same mongoose? His name is Weasel, bro. Weasel, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. That's Sean Gunn, <laughs> right? They, you know Sean Gunn's going to voice him still. He's going to be like... Meh, meh, huh. meh. <laughs> That's it. That's the, those are gonna be his lines. Uh, the first series oh, he was were like t- the first to die in Suicide Squad, and then just, he just drowns. He gets up at, like the alive end. at the end. Dude, like, I oh. I said something that I feel like no one really thought about when he got up at the end. I'm like, bro, someone stop him! The kids. He kept eating kids. Don't let yeah. him. Don't let him escape. Yeah, no, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no. So the first series we're doing. I've already written the entire series. So this is written by James Gunn. Uh, is Creature Commandos. This is an animated TV series, and this is art from the animation company that's doing it. Uh, If you guys look, there is a art piece of Creature Commandos on there. That's what they're going to look like in the show. Uh, We're having animation tied directly into live action. As we know, television, movies, games, all intertwined in the same universe. We're going to cast actors that are going to be able to play the characters in this, as well as another thing, some of which we've already cast. Uh, Which is interesting, because, you know, we haven't heard any casting yet. So I'm very, very curious who they've got for what. Which... I think what he means by that, though, is we already ha- he has like the cast done for sure for Creature Commandos because it's already in development. They're working on it right now. 
And uh, we're going to cast actor, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so yeah, show's in production now. It's seven episodes. So James Gunn already wrote all seven, all seven episodes. The animation team is working on it at this moment. It sounds like the cast has already figured out for it. And they are probably doing voice acting, animation, everything for it right now. Hmm. Uh, in this image, from left to right, if you guys look at the image, uh, on left, you have Rick Flagg Sr. So this is Rick Flagg from the Suicide Squad who died, who Peacemaker killed. This is his dad. Oh, he's going to show up in other... He either follows it up with, he's going to show up in other stuff, which means most likely live action. So whoever is voicing him, prepare to see them on basically TV shows, big screen. Most likely he'll probably be in Waller, I'm assuming, which we'll talk about right after this. God, how does Weasel look more fucked up in this than he does in live action? I know. <laughs> then Nina Mazursky, which is the creature from the Black Lagoon type person. Dr. Phosphorus, which is a Batman villain. This is a, a big Batman villain who's like a chemically crazed dude uh that's i'm very curious that he's on the team and i'm very it's very cool that james gunn was like hey look it's it's dr phosphorus in the just not he's actually there like the average person is not going to know who dr phosphorus is which is really really cool this is probably going to make me sound real dumb but i thought he was like some version of the dude from batman beyond no that's not blight uh blight right that was his name god that's such a fucking cool name uh frankenstein eric frankenstein to be exact uh, the Bride of Frankenstein, uh, finally, G.I. Robot and Weasel. So Frankenstein, uh, he's got his own book for a certain amount of time called like Agent of Shade. Shade is like one of the organizations in the DC universe or in the comics that's like more supernatural a bit. And his mm-hmm. partner is usually like the Bride of Frankenstein. I remember one time, I think the Black Lanterns like pull out his heart and he's like, bro, I'm Frankenstein. I have two hearts. <laughs> it's really it's, good. It was really good. Hearts good. to spare. Frankenstein gets fucked up a lot, honestly. He, he's in a lot of stuff, though. Um, they, they do put him in a good amount of projects, especially since they really revamped him in New 52. I don't think they've shown The Bride in a while, but at least he's been pretty present in comics. Uh, I think the most recent thing was DC versus Vampires, which was very crazy. Weird. Uh, it was an Elseworlds thing. And then uh, G.I. Robot, which I don't really... That, that's a character I do not know. And then Weasel, which you guys know, this is the same Weasel from the Suicide Squad movie. So uh, just so you guys know, the Suicide Squad movie did is in the DC universe. Like it is tied in. Peacemaker is tied in because they talk about that stuff later on. But uh, this is probably Weasel post the Suicide Squad after he gets up and is like, what the fuck's happening? And remember, this is Amanda Waller putting together this team. So this is another Waller team, which is very interesting. Uh I'm pumped for this sheerly for the fact that it's such a strange cut that he brings in for this. Like he did say early on, oh, I'm going to do very like, you know, uh, A-list characters as well as like D-list, like very obscure ones that haven't been really shown often. And I was very, I was wondering who he was talking about. I'm like, oh, who's he going to pull out that's going to be so obscure that, uh, that I would think he would do. And it was not any of the ones I was expecting, honestly. I had like a small idea of characters in my head and yeah. he didn't pick any of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he picks all these other ones and I'm like, okay, I did not see any of these coming. This is actually a shock to me. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Even, I didn't even try to guess because like some of the characters he chose for, and again, I'm not the biggest DC fan. So there's definitely like huge gaps in my knowledge, but some of the characters he chose to put into um, Suicide Squad, I was just like, where the fuck did he find these fucking characters? 
I mean, like, yeah. Like Weasel. I like. I was just like, I literally never heard of I literally don't remember. Yeah, there's some I was like, huh? But yeah, that's Creature Commandos. I'm excited for this, and we'll talk more about it after, during the scheduling stuff, because I have a pretty good idea of when it's going to come out. Uh, next up, we had Waller. So this one is very interesting. Uh, live yeah. action HBO Max series, uh, which also... Uh, Creature Commandos is on HBO Max. Uh, basically, everything we're going to talk about is either on HBO Max or theatrical. So just like so which you know. also gives me more confidence because if there's like one network that still makes like, even if it's like not a show made for you, you could pretty much bet it's gonna, they're going to put like money behind it. Is yeah. HBO? HBO makes quality shit. And you know they've been taking stuff off, but now you're seeing they're still putting stuff in. There's still a lot mm-hmm. of stuff coming. So Viola Davis is coming back as her character Amanda Waller. This is going to have some of the Peacemaker team in it as regulars on the show. Uh, this basically follows a Peacemaker. We have two great creatives working on it. Uh, Crystal Henry, who was a writer on Watchmen. I'm assuming the... Let me actually click that and make sure I know which Watchmen they're talking about. Uh, okay, the HBO show, Watchmen. So not the movie, mm. the show, which I, I liked a lot. It had it, it was a very strange adaptation, like sequel to the comic because it, it takes place after the comic, not the, the movie that came out. Because uh, they still do the squid aliens. Uh, yeah. And Jeremy Carver, who created Doom Patrol. So that's actually really cool. Uh, that show is highly successful. They have this incredibly marvelous story worked out that I think is really fantastic. And Saffron chimes in that this takes place between Peacemaker Season 1 and Season 2. Which is why then we know Peacemaker and the Suicide Squad are all in this and you know I, I get a lot of people were really angry especially like i said after henry cavill was cast or not cast or for anything that everyone is like is this a hard reboot or is this like i'm gonna pick and choose who shows up and they're really going like we're gonna just see what fits and if they're gonna use we'll talk about it later but with using the flash movie as a soft reboot it's not a hard reboot they're using the flash movies as a soft reboot for this like we all kind of thought yeah. they would before it feels uh, like even after getting some answers it's still like just as confusing if not more yeah because it's like they're not like you said they're not just like starting from scratch but in the they're not keeping everything yeah so, so. what we're gonna do what we're gonna do the best with is just kind of figure out what is coming what isn't coming it feels like one of those things where it will definitely it'll make more sense once we see it yeah so for uh the rest of it like we know then it's it's kind of like um the new 52 in dc comics when they did a full reboot and they're like everything's starting over everyone's younger and all the shit but then they went specifically batman and green lantern all those comics kind of still happened that yeah. already happened and you're just like wait what and they're like yeah just it'll just, happen in five years just go with it like just just go with it just let it work and you're just kind of like fuck and then you read batman and you're like fuck this is really good because <laughs> scott snyder is actually one of the best besides grant morrison this is the other best batman run i would say second best batman run so far uh so i do think i'm still annoyed with it but they're trying to do what works and i get that so if it works then do what you need to do i get it but I, I still, you know, I'm still going to punch walls for Henry Cavill. That's about it. Uh, next up is our first film, live action movie, Superman Legacy. Now, this one's very interested. This is the this is really the launch of the DCU, they say. Uh, the first two projects are an, an amuse-bouche. 
Amuse bo- uh, bouche- bouquet. Amuse oh, bouche. amuse bouquet. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm like, what is this French word, bouche, <laughs> uh, for what's coming up with Superman Legacy? So the way they're talking about this, I'm gonna say right now, I'm pretty sure this is the order of release for everything. So Creature Commandos is the first thing, then Waller, then Superman Legacy. Uh, yeah. James is currently writing Superman Legacy. We're hoping that we will direct. Uh, we're hoping that he will direct it. It's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Superman represents tooth, uh, tooth, uh, truth, justice, and the American way. He is kindness in a word in a world that thinks of kindness as old fashioned. Uh, Gunn then says, with our stories, we want to take it away from good guy versus bad guy. There are really good, almost saintly people, and Superman is among them. There are really terrible villains like Gorilla Grodd or the Joker. Then there's everybody in between. So there are all these shades of gray, which allow us to tell complex stories, which we honestly don't get too often, I feel like. Uh, So that could be interesting. Uh, They then follow up with a date, July 11th, 2025. So what they're saying here is these characters are already established for a lot of them, like at least for the big league hitters, like Batman, Superman, all of them. They're, when we're going to watch these movies, they have been around. They have already existed in this world. So you as a fan, you don't have to like watch an origin thing again. You're just like, okay, yeah, it's Superman. And the people in the world, in the movie go, yeah, we already know who Superman is. Like, we don't know who, you know, who his secret identity is, but we know like, yeah, that's Superman up in the sky. Like, we know who that guy is. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm glad that they're avoiding origins. And this will be a very interesting movie. And we know that, you know, James Gunn could probably do a really good Superman movie. How we know he was able to do a really good deconstruction of a Superman movie called Brightburn. Oh, he did uh, he Brightburn didn't too. direct it, but I believe he wrote it and produced it. I could be wrong. He at the very least produced it, but he had a big hand in it. Yeah. So I think if he could make Superman a creepy little kid, I think he could do a, do a really good job as him being just like an upright guy and, I think this will probably be the brightest, least, like, James Gunn thing we've seen, considering you look at James Gunn's, like, very violent, very um, crude, like, history, even with the Guardians movies. I think Superman will be a much more upbeat, high, like, high on life type of movie that we're going to get that's not going to be like that. But from what it sounds like, it's going to be PG-13 as well still. Hmm. Uh, Next up lanterns so the hbo max live action series our next project is another television series we call it lanterns and it's starring two of our favorite green lanterns hal jordan and john stewart it's going to be with hbo max as all of our series are that we're going to talk about today it is more of a true detective type mystery with our two lanterns a terrestrial based mystery gun then says that leads into the overall story that we're telling throughout the different movies and television shows we find this ancient horror on Earth, and these guys are basically super cops on precinct Earth. Saffron then says the story is going to weave back and forth between the films and the television shows. Peacemaker is a good example of how that works, and that's what we're going to do with this big overarching story that we're telling. So this is what gets me really excited if they can pull it off, because not even True Detective could always pull it off. Uh, James, you've, have you watched True Detective before? Oh, shit, really? It, okay, for those that don't know, True Detective is an HBO series 
it ha- it's an anthology, so... Yeah, I heard really good things about it. There are three different seasons. Each one is completely different than the other. It's different sets of, like, detective partners that are solving these crazy mysteries. The first season with Woody Harrelson and uh, Matthew McConaughey is amazing. It is, like, like a 10 out of 10... Sh- it's a 10 out of 10 show for it. it. It is super good. And if they can pull that off with Green Lantern, this will be a phenomenal superhero movie that is like of its own self because we haven't had something like that ever and if they can do true detective with it which i'm just like fuck wow do that with batman too though come on like give a batman yeah. true detective that would be oh yeah. my god i would oh die god. i can't I would believe i'm not doing a detective show with literally the world's greatest detective i mean but... i'm glad at least the batman got to do a detective stuff in the batman yeah, but for sure. I, I want more of that for sure just make my man more of a detective that'd be fantastic uh yeah this green lantern thing is probably like the thing on the whole slate that i'm most excited for just because like i think the lanterns is such a cool idea and just like that is the dc thing i mean i'm sure there's other shit like cosmic level stuff but like i remember back in high school like hearing about like the lantern war like the intergalactic lantern war and i'm just like that sounds like fucking insane dude yeah so uh i i don't know i think that plus again hbo max show for uh, the lanterns sounds like such a cool idea plus what interested me about the artwork was it seemed like john stewart had like a yellow lantern ring because it wasn't just yellow colored it was like the, the symbol and i'm just like what <laughs> it actually does and the symbols completely yeah it is it does have the yellow lantern so yeah. i'm very curious what that's going to be especially because he's never been a yellow lantern the yeah, only one that jordan have, has hell jordan has uh sinestro core you know he created the yellow lanterns mm-hmm. But uh, when they did, I'll just, sorry, real fast, guys, they they did do like a whole like, hey, here's like eight different types of rings and each one is a different emotion. And at one point, all the Green Lanterns are no longer lan- Green Lanterns and they each take one of the other rings. And like Guy Gardner, guess what he is? This is a fucking Red Lantern. He's Rage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hal has previously done uh, Fear. And then um, what was... I think he had a blue ring too. John Stewart was an indigo lantern of all of them, which an indigo lantern is compassion. And what was really cool is he had a fucking Rambo headband when he had it too. So he was just like, he had like a heavy cowl, a, a lantern like heavy cowl, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you, uh, light, light construct? Yeah, construct. He had, a, he had a heavy cowl construct machine gun. He was just like, bah, 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 bah. He just, it was so good. Um, not like the, the fucking Ryan Reynolds movie. Not like that. Uh, but I kind of liked that movie, but it, it could have been better. <laughs> the cool thing about this, too, for those that don't know, Hal Jordan, Air Force pilot. John Stewart, he's a Marine, uh, U.S. Marine Corps. So this will be really cool. I'm very curious what it's going to have. And I'm assuming, now that we've gotten this, the Green Lantern Corps movie that was going to be a buddy cop movie with them is probably for sure canceled. Uh, now yeah, we're getting instead. That's why that sounded familiar. It, now it, it, they said Lethal Weapon in Space originally, which did it was right. a cool concept, but... True Detective is more interesting to me than Lethal Weapon. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll take True Detective, sorry. And there was another Lantern show that was going to have, like, Alan, uh, Alan, St- Alan Scott, sorry. Alan Scott it was going to have, like, uh, who else is going to be in it? Uh, I think Simon Baz and Jessica, uh, what's her name? Um, holy crap. Jessica Cruz. Uh, who are like some of the newer lanterns, but I think that was probably also scrapped. 
Uh, I think anything that was in development previously was all scrapped, most likely, guys. So if you didn't know that, sorry, it's probably gone. Um, this is going to be very interesting. And the way they were talking about that with film, it sounds like, you know, they're starting with an HBMX uh, show. And then we're probably after that going to get a Green Lantern movie, I'm assuming. Because there are there are now six human lanterns that they could go through if they really want to and just like kind of go th and that's not counting alan scott who's just a society but uh they have plenty of lanterns to dig through and they can have them just all pop up here and there they don't even need to like do like oh this is only this lantern they could be like yeah now all of them are in this one or this one and that one and they could do an origin movie for like one of the lanterns and you already have these ones established so they're also in it so there's very uh, there's a lot to go through here, especially for like the lanterns. They have their own practical world of like lore and universes to go through. So it's going to be really oh, yeah. fun for them. It goes super deep with the green lanterns or all the lanterns. Next up, this one I thought was a show. I didn't know it was a movie. Uh, I guess it's five movies. Uh, the authority is a movie. This is, I'll, I'll tell you guys right now. Wait, yeah, I thought it was a show. Wait, it's his live action movie on the website. This is oh. for sure, guys. This is going to be rated R. This is going to be James Gunn's rated R movie. For sure. Easily. Yeah, this is the second thing that I was just like, I, I think I might have heard of The Authority at some point, but I don't know them at all. So James Gunn says, this one is, this is one of my real passion projects. And I knew right there when he said passion project, I'm like, there's going to be so much blood and death in this. It's not even going to be funny. Yeah, he really likes the obscure shit. I've been working really hard on it with writers and we're starting to put together the entire story. This is a big movie. I don't know how many of you are familiar with The Authority. <laughs> no one was. I mean, I was, but uh, they're Wildstorm characters. Wildstorm was a comic imprint that was bought by DC that I really love. We're moving a lot of these Wildstorm characters into the DCU. The Authority is a very different kind of superhero story. They are basically good intentioned, but they think that the world is completely broken and the only way to fix it is to take things into their own hands, whether that means killing people, destroying heads of state, changing governments basically whatever they want to do to make the world better we'll make we'll see how the journey goes for them there are morally great characters in our dcu all of which these are p.s we love that they think the ends justify the means and they're the ones that decide what's right here so remember guys this is the same earth that's gonna have superman and batman but the authority is gonna be there too uh they're probably gonna be in the more like third world or something being like yeah i'm just gonna fuck up this place and it's gonna be fine i think it's for the right reasons wouldn't it be really funny if in a future batman movie batman is like apprehending the joker and throwing him in arkham again then like one of the authorities shows up and just like i'm killing this motherfucker oh, just, midnighter just shows up like i got this batman breaks his neck i did it batman i'll see you later <laughs> midnighter's and like i'm also i look like batman too so okay <laughs> Real quick on the authority, guys. So the authority was an image public. It was an image imprint. Uh, this is when all of those people that were at Marvel left Image, and then, I mean, left uh, all those people at Marvel left Marvel. So like Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, a bunch of others, uh, and they went to Image, and then they created their own imprints. Todd made like McFarlane toys and stuff, and but he made Spawn. That was his big thing. And then, Jim Lee made Wildstorm and he had stuff like Wildcats and the authority and gen 13, I believe. So they had like all these different uh, series going on. And then DC was like, 
We'll give you a lot of money if you come over here. You could take all your shit too. Just come and draw for us and whatnot. And he was like, okay. So he takes Wildstorm, leaves Image, takes because the whole thing was when you went and made your imprinted Image, you could take it with like it was your thing. That was the whole point of Image was it was creator. Like they they had it up with like they were pissed off at Marvel because they're a big company telling them what to do, and they didn't like that. Uh, and they had a lot more freedom doing their own thing. And so he left, took it all to DC, and then Wildstorm became part of DC. For a long time, it was publishing on its own, so you still had DC Comics. You had Vertigo, which had like Sandman and some other stuff, Hellblazer and whatnot, uh, Fables, and it was like the supernatural universe. And then you had uh, Wildstorm, which had a big old W uh, icon. And it had Wildcats, which had like characters like Grifter. Um, It had the Authority here, which had Midnighter and Apollo. And it had Gen 13, which was, like, Gen 13. And, like, I think New 52, they, like, ended Wildstorm, did New 52, integrated a bunch of characters into there, specifically, like, Gen 13, Wildstorm. I mean, Gen 13, Midnighter, and Grifter were, like, the main three they brought in. And uh, over time, they brought more and more characters into it and stuff. But the whole thing is, out of these characters, I actually don't know most of them. I only know in this team for the authority, I know Midnighter and Apollo who are like this really power. They're, they're this mega power couple. So they're two gay characters. Uh, Apollo is like this, I believe like sun-based hero. Like he's very, he's like a light-based dude. I can't remember everything about him, but he has like light rays or something. He's not like the character light ray, who is an actual like new God from uh, new Genesis. That's a different character, but he can do stuff with Blight, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. I'm not an expert at all in these characters. Like, I'm still very... Wildstorm is very, like, foreign to me, to be honest. But I just know the basics. Midnighter is this dude who's, like... He could, he has, like, this crazy mind that allows him to kind of work everything out in a fight. So he can just basically beat the shit out of everyone. He also oh, has Sherlock super Holmes. strength. He, something. he has super <laughs> strength. And he, like, has this crazy, like, base where he can, like, go in and out and portal to wherever I think, if I recall correctly. The only reason I know a lot about him is he does like a whole team up with Nightwing for a bit uh, when he was when he was uh, during the Grayson like Secret Agent series. But Midnighter is like Batman without the ears. And the other difference is Midnighter will basically kill the shit out of you. He mm-hmm. is one of the most badass dc characters now and just terms of like dude he's really cool he'll kill you he's insane uh he's really really fun uh so for the authority the reason of course it being R is you know as james gunn says like they're gonna kill the shit out of people they're gonna do what they think is right midnighters are gonna walk around breaking necks probably tearing people apart and then go be like all right i'm gonna go kiss paul right now but then i'm gonna go kill all these other people but uh, they're they're really fun characters. They're really cool, at least those two. I like them a lot. Uh, the most recent thing in the comics was Superman in the Authority, where Superman makes a, his own team, which is called the Authority, and they go to War World to fight Mongol. And uh, on that team was Apollo and Midnighter. One thing I will say is there is... Actually, no, that's not. At first, there's like a metal-looking character, and I thought it was... Uh, Natasha Irons, uh, Steel's niece, who's also Steel, but that is a completely different character. So I don't I really know who that is. Irons. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> John Henry Irons and Natasha Irons are great. Uh. Um, but I don't really know too much else about them. It's going to be a very interesting thing. I can probably guarantee you one or two of those characters are probably going to die because of just how insane it's going to be. 
but it's going to be cool. And this is one of the more obscure things they could have done. And it's going to be interesting the way it's going to go. Uh, next up, Paradise Lost. So <laughs> no Wonder Woman movie yet or anything for Wonder Woman yet. But here's her people. And yeah. I'm not saying that like mean. Like I'm just, it's like interesting. No, like the island of Themyscira is like probably one of the more cool things in the DC universe. Yeah. Possibly. So the one thing, we're, okay, I'm going to establish this now. The one thing I'm pretty sure like we're a, for sure probably that's not crossing into the DCU from the DCEU. So not from the previous cinematic universe we've had. The Trinity and their backgrounds are probably for sure not coming over. So no Henry Cavill Superman, no Ben Affleck Batman, no Gal Gadot Wonder Woman. All of those characters and their backgrounds are not coming over. So we're not getting like Jeremy Irons, Alfred. We're not getting uh, Jor-El, Mom, Pa Kent from like the Kevin Costner and uh, everyone else there. We're not getting the mascara we've already seen and we're not going to get Chris Pine come back for a third time back to life and then die a third time and be like, Hallmark movie, don't you love it? And we're like, no, I want to leave and go anywhere else. Uh, this is the mascara and this is called Paradise Lost. This is a Game of Thrones type story about the mascara slash Paradise Island, home of the Amazons and the birthplace of Wonder Woman. This involves all of the darkness, drama, and political intrigue behind the society of only women. It's an origin story of how this society of women came about. What does it mean? What are the politics like? What are their rules? Who's in charge? What are the game? What are the games they like to play with each other to get to the top? I think it's really exciting. The events really take place before Diana's birth. So right it's there, it's interesting that it's like an origin of the island in the society. Yeah. So one thing now we're already seeing is in this universe, not everything is in the same, like happening at the same time. Not all of it's present day. It seems like creature commandos is present day. We, like everything seems like it's present day for the most part, the mascara or the I keep frequencies are the paradise lost. It is not, this is before all of that. So this is going to probably be the earliest, like in the timeline of everything we're going to get is going to be this movie or HBO max show. And I like that they're taking influence from other HBO series. Like we're getting True Detective, we're getting Game of Thrones now. And it's like all women Game of Thrones on <laughs> full of Amazon. So it's going to be all these like tall, like powerful women that are like, I also have intrigue and I'm going to kill you when I get the chance and all this shit. And I probably work with like Ares or something. Like it, I, I, I imagine yeah. there will be Greek God influence in this. And that could be potentially also like some of the people that pull strings. I think by the end of it, like this is probably not going to be a two season thing. It seems like a lot of these might just be like one season so far. And for this one, like you can assume by the end of it, uh, Diana's mother, Hippolyta will be on the top and she'll be like a leader by the end. So that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it'll be very interesting because I had imagined like, are they going to be all new characters they're creating or we're going to get like Hippolyta, um, what's her face, uh, Ar uh, Artemis and uh, Philippus and all these other Amazons or Nubia. Like there's all these different Amazons that are maybe not well known to the average person, but if you like know Diana's background, you'll know like these specific key Amazon figures that they usually have and a lot of this stuff. Uh Either way, though, I'm, I'm very curious how this is going to go. 
Then here's the big one, the brave and the bold. Uh, this is the introduction of DCU's Batman. It is not Robert Pattinson. It is not Ben Affleck. We're working with Robert on the Batman part two with Matt Reeves. And we're working with Ben Affleck, who has been part of our team trying to bring things together. And he really wants to direct one of our projects. We're excited for him to do that. Hmm. This is a story of Damian Wayne, who's Batman's actual son that he didn't know existed for the first eight to ten years of his life. He was raised as a little murderer and assassin. He's my favorite Robin. <laughs> that's the most. That's that's like James Gunn when he let all this kid, this kid, uh, fucking cut a guy's head off and put a grenade in his mouth and said, "Crime lost." That happened. That was like his introduction. And Tim Drake's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, and he tosses the head at Tim Drake and it blows up, and Tim Drake almost dies. <laughs> uh he was <laughs> it's based on great morrison's comic run which is one of my favorite batman runs uh, i would consider it the best batman run we're putting it all together right now uh this is going to feature other members of the extended bat family just because we feel like they've been left out of the batman stories in the theater for far too long Yeah, i want to see nightwing and like batgirl so bad all right let's talk about this real fast like let, let's talk about this guys okay First off, the Brave and the Bold. What a good name to throw in there. Like, I, I love the fact that the Batman, Batman's getting harder to do movies for surely for the fact of titles. We already had The Dark Knight. We already had Batman. Now we have The Batman. And, like, you're kind of wondering, like, what can they do still? And you're like, well, let's think about this. There's actually a lot of Batman comics that came and gone that used to be, like, ongoing series for a while. You have Legends of the Dark Knight. You have Shadow of the Bat. You have Streets of Gotham, Gotham Streets, Gotham Knights. Like, there's a lot of different, not the TV show that's coming out that looks like shit or the game, but Gotham Knights was an actual older comic imprint uh, or comic series. So all of these different titles could be used as uh, movie titles. Brave and the Bold was actually one of them. It is a team-up book where it would either be Batman teaming up with a new hero each episode or... Uh, in the cartoon, it was like that. Or in the issues, it would be like that too. Or it would be two random heroes each uh, issue. It wouldn't necessarily always be Batman, but that was the point of it, the Brave and the Bold. It could be like Red Tornado and Hot Girl. And you're like, oh shit, Red Tornado and Hot Girl. What's going to be their adventure? Or like, uh, I don't know, Green Arrow and Supergirl. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? I love this. Uh, Brave and the Bold, though, for this is going to be really cool because Damien is an amazing character in the comics in the first couple years he was the worst character in the comics you all hated him he was a piece of shit and then he becomes the robin to dick grayson's batman because the whole thing in that was bruce wind was like trapped in time because dark side fucking shot him with his omega beams and it was really cool and insane grant morrison's <laughs> insane but he did it and nightwing i'll say this also dick grayson is the best batman in the comics it's actually a thing he was really really good as batman <laughs> Uh, but they were the best dynamic duo and Damien eventually became a very well-known Robin to becoming the de facto Robin. Like he is the best Robin comics period at this point. And he's this smug kid who's been trained by the league of assassins. So his mother is Talia Al Ghul, daughter of Raz Al Ghul, who's one of Batman's main arch enemies. And he basically can fight 
all the different stuff that Batman can do just a lot more lethal. Because Batman, yeah. you know, he goes around and he's like, I want to take out all these people, but I want to know how to do it non-lethally. I want to do, like, all this different stuff. And then Damien's just like, train by these assassins. Go cut this guy's head off. And he's like, cool. And, you know, he gets taught all this academic stuff. So he's very, very smart. He's incredibly intelligent. Like, this kid is, like, much better than Batman at his age because, like, it's like, oh, what, what did Bruce do at 10? Watch his parents die. What did Damien do at 10? Yeah. Cut a guy's head off. Like, it's very, very different. I think that's why I like Damien so much because he like he talks a lot of shit, but he can like literally back it up. Yes. Like in every situation. So the whole thing here is it's Grant Morrison's run. And the picture they show is uh, it's funny because it's actually one where it's the Batman in the picture is actually Dick Grayson. That's that's Dick Grayson is Batman in that picture. Uh, I'm imagining it's going to be like the, oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> the book uh, Son of Batman, which was the beginning of his run and in it like you know he gets introduced to damien and he's acclimating to all of this and the way the movie sounds like it's going to be the same thing so it's going to be bruce getting damien and kind of trying to teach him how to be a hero and take away the roots of the assassins which makes him a lethal killer and tries to make him different where he's like instead of being a lethal killer you can do things non-lethally also I can tell you want my mantle. You want to become Batman eventually. So it's a whole, it's, it's very interesting how it's going to go about. And one of the key yeah. things they say here, or actually, what do you, you, you want to say? I could be like completely off base on this, but I have a feeling that this could be like an actually funny Batman movie. It could be. Cause like, every I mean, other they make Batman... death funny. James Gunn makes death very funny sometimes. Well, there's that, but also it's just like every other Batman movie has been very like serious and dark. Yeah. But, like, can you just imagine if the movie basically starts off and, like, Bruce Wayne is, like, kind of, they portray him as, like, kind of, like, an actual playboy. And he's just, like, not only does he do the Batman stuff, but he also enjoys being, like, you know, famous, I guess. I don't know. We'll I don't know. I just just see... imagine, imagine Alfred and Damien interacting, like, oh, hello, well, that, sir. Well, that, I could just imagine, like, t they don't even explain Talia or the League of Assassins. They just... Talia shows up and just like drops her kid off with Bruce and he's just like, what am I supposed to do with this kid? So like, I will say really fast, one thing I really want them to do that, you know, I love the Dark Knight trilogy, but one thing you have to understand about Kristen Nolan's stuff, it was the most whitewashed shit I've ever seen for a superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, Bane is supposed to be like Hispanic or Latino and he's just like, Tom Hardy's Tom British. Hardy. Talia Agul is supposed to be Arabic. What is she? She's French. <laughs> just like he's fucking thanks fucking christopher nolan okay so i really hope that for talia because for sure she has to be in it if damien's in this talia has to be in this which means we're probably not getting catwoman but we're i'm fine with talia honestly if we can get a very dude that'd be even funnier if catwoman's there <laughs> if we get a no-name arabic actress and just have her as talia i would be incredibly happy with this like please get us an arabic actress and if damien is at least partially Middle Eastern or like Middle Eastern actress, Middle Eastern kid for him, like or partially Middle Eastern, that would be fantastic. I would be very, very pleased with that. And honestly, looking at James Gunn's roster so far of characters before, I think he can do it. Like if you look at the Suicide Squad roster, oh, yeah. I think it's very, very possible. Uh, but uh, the last thing here, this will feature other members of the extended Bat family. So if Damien is going to be Robin, if those that don't know, Damien is the fifth Robin. It was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown. Dick Grayson became Nightwing. Jason Todd became Red Hood. 
Tim Drake became Red Robin. It was fucking weird. I don't know what he's doing right now. It's kind of stupid. Uh, Stephanie Brown became spoiler and then became, or she, she was spoiler, then Robin, then spoiler again, then Batgirl. So she's kind of, and then spoiler again, and then Batgirl again. It, it mm. reboots and shit. Comics. I don't know. They, they ruined her for a bit. Tim Drake's been ruined for a while since New 52, but that's, God, they ruined him. Uh, he had such a cool suit before New 52. Um, out of all these characters, also, there's not even just them. Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. Cassandra Kane Batgirl. Like, <laughs> there's other characters besides. They could do Azrael. They could do Ragman. There are so many other Bat-centric characters that are in there that they could just pull out. I guess out of everyone, James, who would you want to see? Who, who are you uh, looking for? Well, I already to? said, like, Nightwing and Batgirl. Nightwing. But, okay. Like... Which Batgirl? Do you want, like, Barbara Gordon? Or Bar- do you want her as Oracle? Barbara. Barbara. Do you want her as Batgirl or Oracle, though? Oh, uh, I was... We can establish she's already in the wheelchair and bring in, like, Cassandra Kane. Yeah, I was thinking Batgirl, but, like, that would actually be interesting if uh, she was already origin or um, Oracle. Oracle. So that's what I want. I really want them to just bypass it and just go, we know, like, expl- you can explain it at a certain point. Do a Birds of Prey movie. I don't know. But also have Huntress. Huntress Dick Grayson. Cool. Oh, my God, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Dick Grayson, for sure. Make him Nightwing. Bring in a live-action Nightwing. Uh, you don't do it like the Titan show. I haven't watched it, but I've heard things. And Oracle is such a cool character that you can do. And then having Batgirl be Cassandra Kane. Like you don't I you don't need to even put in Jason or Tim or Stephanie, but if you just have those three characters of Cassandra, Dick, and Babs, boom. That is already such an amazing cast because one, you get and I'm not trying to be like, yo, diversity for the sake of diversity. These characters were already diverse and they work perfectly with the world. Yeah. Having Damien and Talia, like, oh, look, Middle Eastern characters. Having Cassandra Kane, oh, look, a Chinese Batgirl who's actually, out of all of the Bat characters, probably the most powerful at hand-to-hand combat. Like, she is literally the most deadly, probably more than Damien, easily. She's really, yeah. really strong. Yeah, no, she's one of my favorite characters. Uh, and then having Oracle in a wheelchair. You don't really have superheroes in wheelchairs, ever. So, like, having that type of just... Professor X. But... Okay, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> forgot I'm Professor X, yeah. So one dude's just like... Yeah, he made so... you forget. Yeah, he... Exact. Thank you. Yeah, that... Thanks. Um, there, There's a lot you can do there, and the whole thing is they were always like this, for the most part. Like, these were how these characters have always been, except for Oracle. She got kind of fucked up by Joker. But... Yeah. Uh, That's the other thing. If they start with her as Oracle, that implies the Joker already exists. Yes, and I mean, we're going to assume he exists considering how long Batman's probably been Batman. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, his rogues gallery will be very interesting because, you know, it's not tied down by, like, the Batman's, like, being grounded or the Dark Knight being grounded. So there's a lot more room for interesting villains to show up in this movie. Um, the ones I can imagine being in it, if it's, like, Grant Morrison style, like, in the animated uh, world, it was, I think, Deathstroke. But they don't necessarily need to do that because in the uh, comics, it got more... Into- Actually, it'll be kind of weird for comics because comics, they went very strange with it. It was like characters you probably won't see in the movies yet because um, they were very like specific and they weren't like well-known villains like El Penitente, Barbados Wayne stuff um, uh, and the Black Glove. It was at the White Gloves, the Black Gloves, I forget, but the, it was a crazy society of people. Um, but either way, I'm really excited for this. I'm excited for the potential of the Bat family. Uh, this is for sure my favorite thing that was announced because I love Batman and I love the Bat family. I love Nightwing. 
Nightwing is like my favorite superhero, so this is going to be really, really cool. Uh, next up, Booster Gold. So <laughs> I was not expecting this. We knew there was yeah, a blue... one. I was like, really? They yeah, okay. had a blue and gold movie in the works before. It was supposed to be a blue Booster Gold, Blue Beetle, like Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, uh, buddy movie. And then it got scrapped for sure because now we see this. Uh, this is an HBO Max series. A total fan favorite, as you know, a loser from the future who uses his basic future technology to come back to today to pretend to be a superhero. I think it's basically a story of a superhero's imposter syndrome. How do you deal with that? It's about how he tries to use his future technology to be loved by the people of today and what is really at the base of that. It's a character story that's going to be a very different type of show, and we're talking to an actor about it now. Uh, I think of all the things that might relate to would be Peacemaker of yeah, they're not all what they seem a peacemaker. under their skin. They're going to be completely different. It is true. This dude was like a, a football high school football star in the future. And then like try to do all this other stuff later on. Didn't work out. He was kind of a loser. Took a bunch of future tech, went to the pat, like went to present day and was like, look at all my cool stuff. I can be a superhero now. And everyone's <laughs> just like, you're still a loser. <laughs> He's like, fuck. He's this very comically fun guy, and it sounds like they're going to do that, but also, like Peacemaker, it'll be funny, but then it's going to get very serious when they go under the skin and kind of yeah. show you what things are really like, so it's going to be really good, and I think it'll show, you know, his own trauma or, like, backstory of just kind of, like, what he was like growing up in the future, what things were like for him and all that stuff. Uh, it's going to be very cool, and I would love it if they do get Ted Cord in this somehow. Uh, Ted Cord is Blue Beetle, the original one before Jaime Reyes. And we'll we'll see what goes on with that because it sounds like Jaime is going to be here to stay as Blue Beetle as well. But if we could get Ted Cord, I don't know if Ted Cord's even going to be... He could be in the Blue Beetle movie as well hmm. already. Like, that would make sense. This is like his mentor. Like, I used to be Blue Beetle. You're Blue Beetle now. Kind of like Michael Douglas as Ant-Man. And he's yeah. like, now you're, you're Ant-Man Paul Rudd and whatnot. I could see that. Yeah uh then supergirl woman of tomorrow this was very interesting because this is a very very new book like this was already on this was one of the contenders for 2022's like comics of the year uh this is written by tom king and uh was drawn by a bisquist leslie i think her her like first name always gets me because i keep thinking of uh, uh what's it called bisquick, bisquick? Yeah, yeah exactly uh bill quiss evely that's her name God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Tom has been one of the, so they say this is based on their work. Tom has been one of the architects of this entire situation. He's been one of the guys in the room with us, along with four or five other writers. I love his take on these characters. He just turns them slightly to be something very unique. In our story, we have Superman who was sent to Earth and raised by incredibly loving parents. Kara was on Krypton. She was on a piece of Krypton that drifted away from the planet and she lived there for the first 14 years of her life in a horrible situation where she watched everyone around her die. So she's a much harsher and more fucked up Supergirl than you've ever been used to thus far. So the interesting thing here is, if they're taking from that book, the whole point of that book is there's a girl on a planet. Her dad gets killed by this guy. She wants revenge, so she's trying to hire people to kill this guy. Eventually, Supergirl kind of takes it up. And they go after this dude and it's like a planet hopping excursion across a galaxy. And by the end of it, like, you know, Supergirl succeeds, takes this guy down, doesn't kill him though. And uh, it's 
literally like a very interesting superhero take on true grit. Uh, whether you've mm. seen the original with John Wayne or the later one with um, Jeff Bridges, I think. Uh, it's very much like, hey, Rooster Cockburn? Yeah, that's Supergirl, <laughs> except she's not hella old white dude. And uh, she's like a powerful super being that isn't always powered the entire time of the, like the run. And uh, I don't know if this will have, in, in the movie, in the comic, Crypto isn't too, so I wonder if they'd actually put Crypto in here as well. Uh, it could be a very, very interesting, very dark film that still is just like epic at the same time. Like very adventure. This could be their, this is like the DC adventure movie, most likely. It's like a, a tie between adventure, Western, maybe Western. I'm not really sure. It, it's like they could, it didn't have Western feel too much, but it just had the very same plot of like girl wants revenge on guy who killed her dad gets like hired gunslinger to help out. And this is the same premise, just not the same setting. Uh, even though the girl is like from a backwater like planet that's like Old West kind of, more or less. So I'm very curious as to how this is going to go. If it's like, is she, a, I guess because she's already Supergirl, she's already been to Earth. She already like knows Superman. And this is her doing her own thing. And it just shows, like, yeah, I'm not Superman. I'm his cousin, but we're nothing alike because I went through all this shit and I'm not as maybe on the I won't kill people line. I'm not really sure how it's going to be, but I can imagine it could be pretty much a much more emotional thing because I think they will do a lot of flashbacks to Krypton oh, besides yeah. just uh, showing us, like, the adventure we're going through. But think of, yeah, it's going to be sci-fi adventure uh, is my guess. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for this. The other movie, this one, honestly, I think I'm I'm just really excited for this in general. Swamp Thing. Holy yeah. shit, I'm excited for this. The final film we wanted to talk about is Swamp Thing. We bring it up because it's important to point out that in these stories, they're although they're interconnected, they're not all totally the same. Each set of filmmaker brings their own aesthetic to these films, and the fun is seeing how these totally different works mash up in the future. This is a film that will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. We are actually developing a few other things as well, but for one reason or another, we can't say them. This is the first batch of stuff, but there are maybe a couple of surprises to come. Uh, there's not much said on Swamp Thing. It seems like this is like their final thing of this chapter. Like it's ending with Swamp Thing, but uh, one thing I will say for sure, it's not going to be like that movie we got before. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's two live action Swamp Thing movies and they are weird eighties just they're just weird and they're not the best representations of the character. I think this will be very interesting. I think this will bring in like the Arcanes, uh, both Abby and Anton, which for those that don't know, Anton Arcane is like Swamp Thing's arch nemesis and Abby is his love interest, especially if you look at the Alan Moore Swamp Thing run. You'll see a lot of it, and it's very interesting and very well written. Swamp Thing is actually one of the best, like, non-main, like, Justice League superhero books out there. Uh, if you look at his history of runs, there it's always been, like, insanely good. And he's probably one of my favorite, like... I'd say he's one of my top characters, for sure. It's, like, the Bat characters, Aquaman, Swamp Thing. Like, those have always been my preferred characters, for sure. Uh, I think this one will be very... You're going to see everything from science to supernatural, like magic type stuff. And like if they 
I don't know what type of version of Swamp Thing they're going to do because there is like the green where it's like, oh, here's the avatar of the green. And there's like the parliament of trees. And they're like, yeah, we're these ancient trees. And we talk and we kind of decide what the green is going to do because there's these guys that, you know, people are destroying the world. They're destroying all the greens. So it could be very environmental or it could be just like very grounded in like one specific small spot. The whole thing is he's from Louisiana. Alec Holland is like a scientist based in Louisiana in the swamps. And that is where Swamp Thing is born. So I'm not too sure what's going to come of it, but this is very much a movie I'm really, really looking forward to because I think they're going to do a really good job. And it reminds me, I still have to watch that live action TV show they did on HBO Max and check that out because I never actually saw it. And I've heard it's phenomenal yeah, and they that, ran out of money. <laughs> is that why? I just heard it. Like, I remember they, it was canceled a lot of issues. It. they canceled it before it even got finished. And that was yeah. like probably one of the most disappointing things that had happened for like a while around then for like yeah. dc stuff because i think it's like... on cw seed right now like that's where you can watch it it's like a free show you can watch now because they never finished that's it so weird i know <laughs> so that's everything that they announced and i think it's an incredible list i think that it's going to be very interesting to see all these come out when they come out and just see how it unfolds because that whole slate we talked about guys really think about that that's going to have different teams of people on it. Not, I mean, I, you know, I know a lot of Marvel projects are have different teams of people, but this is like, hey, just watch this one thing. It's its own thing, pretty much. Like, a hero might show up in it from a different thing, but that doesn't mean you have to go check that out. Like, they can, you could just, like, watch this and be fine. I think one of the most intriguing things about this world is going to be the fact that they're giving you something that we haven't really gotten at all with Marvel. A choice of for the marvel thing you kind of the way they pull it off is you kind of want to watch every single piece or you have to watch every single piece because it all ties in directly one after the other it teases like the next thing or whatever whereas this one definitely feels like you it's all optional not all of it you don't have to watch every single thing here you can kind of pick and choose especially when you look at everything there you like how many people are actually going to watch creature commandos potentially Mm. You, like it could be a thing where people watch it but not everyone does and then people go and watch superman and they go like hey whoa is this the first thing and they go no check out creature commandos if you want but you don't have to but you could check it out and you go oh okay cool and then you go and watch it after and it might get an influx of watchers later on as time goes but it's going to be really interesting with that the other thing being that this chapter is called gods and monsters this is the yeah. first chapter and I thought that was a very interesting choice because there is a animated DC movie called Justice League Gods and Monsters, which is like an Elseworlds one where it's like uh, Zod is Superman, uh, Kirk Langstrom is Batman, and uh, what's her name? Um, uh, crap. I forget what her name is as Wonder Woman, but it's uh, actually someone from New Genesis. It's supposed to be like Orion's wife. I can't remember her name for some reason at this moment. I keep thinking Barda, and I'm like, it's not Barda. That's Scott Freeman's wife. That doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's like an Elseworlds thing. But this one, it's like, oh, gods and monsters. When it says gods, you look at Superman. You look at the authority. You look at Supergirl. And then it says monsters. And you look at creature commandos. You look at Swamp Thing. Uh, there's a lot in between, of course, with the... Uh, well, I mean, honestly, the Amazons are technically like gods to an extent, too. So there's a lot there. Uh, that mixes and matches not all of it's going to be gods and monsters necessarily looking at like batman and booster gold 
Yeah. Though I guess Booster Gold is trying to trying to get like a god complex to an extent, but it's you can hard classify to say. Superman as a god, I guess. Oh no, Superman. Yeah, I already said. Yeah, like the supers uh. were gods and stuff. I was saying like just Booster Gold specifically is like oh he's he's like somewhere, and then uh, for sure Waller is in the god area because of how much power she tries to get. Mm. Um, really, honestly, but I don't know. You could also file her under monster too. Yeah, she's a god and a monster. That, that's true. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's very interesting. I'm incredibly excited for this slate, uh, but bringing in the four movies for 2023, Shazam Fury of the Gods. So from what they said is it's always kind of been its own little thing, which makes it perfect to bring into the DCU. He was more or less saying. So from what it sounds like, uh, besides, you know, everything guns done from Suicide Squad Peacemaker, it sounds like the Shazam films were also going to just kind of fold in because they've, yeah. They've pretty much stayed true, more or less, to the Jeff Johns style that they've been doing with it, where it's, you know, Billy gets his power and then spreads it to his family. And this is the thing that happened in the New 52. Before that, you know, the older stuff you see, and it's like, oh, it's like Billy, Freddy, and Mary. And it's like, yeah, Captain Marvel, Mary Marvel, and Captain Marvel Jr. And for some reason, like, his uncle is, like, old man Marvel thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was old, old Fawcett City comic shit and in the new one you know it's like his foster family each get a power and or they each like pretty much share the powers they're more or less the same but each one kind of has a different specific skill set that they kind of focus on a little bit and with this movie you know if it fits in with the dcu and they keep that that means there is room for other stuff in the future which like you know what i was thinking they would do for the sequel they didn't do it all, and they chose something completely different. Where I was like, uh, uh, "Okay, never mind." And uh, the whole thing with that being like in the comics, and what it sounded like they're gonna do with like the throne room they go into is there's the different magic lands, and there's all these cool different magic realms that the group that the kids get sucked into, and there's like a game world, uh, an animal world where they find Tawny, who's the tiger that can talk. And he walks around and has clothing and he's like, oh, hello, I'm Tawny. And he's like very sophisticated. It's actually really cool. He's a very fun character. Uh, so there's all these characters they can pull in and go through. Uh, one thing we know for sure is Black Adam is not moving forward. And that's a good thing. <laughs> so whatever. And I think, James, someone pointed out, they said Shazam 2 and Black Adam are coming out within six months of each other and are not related whatsoever. That's how you know this is not a good universe. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. actually, that's really true. Because <laughs> that makes no sense. Black Adam, for all intents and purposes, is a is a Captain Marvel character. He is the antagonist of Billy Batson for a while. Yes, he becomes an anti-hero later, but like, he's not the standalone, like, I'm fucking Black Adam character. Like... You know, I get the rock. He's overhyping everything and whatnot. He does that a lot, but that's how he advertises for everything too. Uh, we still have that episode coming out eventually. Um, I just find it funny that they might have kept Black Adam if they hadn't done the uh, Superman cameo. I know. Oh god, yeah, that killed me, man. But, but like I mean, that one thing makes it like that much more complicated. Also, that movie was. We'll get to that. Yeah, that but movie was the, also just not that good. Yeah, it was cringe. Uh, the so I, I see how that could fit. I'm fine with the Shazam characters coming in and continuing because there is a bunch of stuff they could do because it seems like they're not doing Mr. Mind still. Mr. Mind is the little worm guy that's actually a pretty big villain. 
You still have Dr. Savannah that will return with him. You have the magic lands that they could work with. You can actually do a thing where you bring in a new Black Adam and actually have Black Adam as Black Adam. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's a lot of potential for Shazam later on that they could do in like a second or third chapter of DC uh, for whatever they're going to do for the DCU. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be a movie. It could be a live action show or even a cartoon, really, if they wanted. Um, actually, that would really work if there was a cartoon for the Magic Lands. That would actually be insane. So then we have the Flash in June. So Shazam's in March. The Flash is in June. They said this is going to reboot everything. And this is where the DCU really starts. It's not going to be James Gunn's full DCU because Blue Beetle and Aquaman are not his. He's still just shepherding them. But for all intents and purposes, this is what kind of separates. This is what basically transition transitions us out of the DCU into the DCU. And I'm very curious how it's going to work, James, because, you know, they've done extra filming shoots and everything else to put Ben Affleck back as Batman. And I don't really know how that's going to work with all of this, because is that going to mean like, is he just Batman in that or are they cutting out his scene at the end? So he's not Batman anymore again at the end there. They're probably and, just cutting out the scene and That'd Michael Keaton and keep Michael Keaton out as well. Because at the end of it, like the whole thing with Flashpoint is like Batman is there at the end. That, that's the whole point of it is like Wally West shows up with like a thing for him, but they can't do anything with that now because they haven't even cast Batman yet. And they've already finished filming and it's coming out in June. Like it's like pretty much done. Oh, yeah. So uh. it's going to be very interesting how they pull that off and what it's going to do. Like what, what even we're going to see in that movie. Cause there's been a lot of stuff that's leaked. That's rumors. And we don't really know if it's true or not. It's very hard to say, but I'm very curious to see what actually shows up in this movie and what this movie ends with. Because like, I think it's going to be very much like a semi like showing of what we're getting because it's like they couldn't finish it all like it's not james gunn's stuff like i said but we're getting like that partial reboot feeling from it so i would say don't expect everything there to potentially stick by the end of it because we're already getting the changes so we'll see really what stays and what doesn't uh leading into blue beetle in august this is by far the easiest thing that can carry over He's very standalone. There's nothing yeah. that ties him down to anything yet. Yeah, like I doubt. All, like you said earlier, like all we've seen is the suit. So super easy. I doubt we're going to get anything more than maybe Ted Kord showing up. Uh, I don't think we're going to get like any other characters. I will say actually Shazam, there's been a lot of rumors that Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman will show up in it. Just like we're going to get, you know, Ben Affleck, Batman in, mm. in The Flash. There was apparently deleted portions where they were or originally going to have Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman and Henry Cavill's Superman in it too, but they took him out. Uh, so, or they canceled that part. So, like, each one has a Trinity character. And then Aquaman 2 in December, which sounds like it's just fully in there. They're just like, Jason Momoa as Aquaman is going to continue from what we've heard. And it sounded like Jason Momoa said something too about that. Like, hey, cool, I get to, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going. He said, like, I'm not going anywhere. That's what he said. And James Gunn's saying, like, this is still post-Flash reboot. Uh, the only thing being is they did extended filming for Ben Affleck's Batman for this as well. So I don't really know what's going to go on with that. 
uh, if he's actually going to now remain in the film or if they're cutting that after doing all that extra filmmaking, if they're just going to cut their losses with it. Uh, it's going to be very curious how it's going to look by the end of it. Uh, all we know is like, you know, if they continue all the Aquaman stuff, that would be cool. And even if it's something that happened in the movie previously before The Flash, just remember, they can change it because if it's the reboot, this all yeah. happened before the reboot, so it doesn't necessarily stick as it goes over. Just know, hey, maybe that adventure did occur, but it didn't occur as exactly as that happened. Maybe those characters didn't appear that all did appear. Superman doesn't show up at the cafeteria for Shazam at the end of the movie going like, hey, what's up? Like, it's not mm-hmm. him there or anything like that. That was maybe the one thing that was altered when things carried over with the reboot. So just keep that well, in mind. At least the easy out for the Shazam movie where like, they did show Superman, but they didn't show his face. That is true, yeah. So there, there is a lot of leeway for it versus like the Flash and Aquaman where it's like, oh, what are we doing here? We're all in the same league and all this other stuff. So it's going to be very interesting. And also for the fact that Ezra Miller with all of his, his, his issues, yeah. if they continue with him as the Flash, I'm very, very, very confused. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, what if they introduced Wally in that movie and they just like go on with Wally? <laughs> I would be honestly, I'd be totally fine with that. Wally's a better Flash. Uh, I would say that any day because uh, he was the Flash for the majority of the comics uh, after uh, Barry was like sent to fucking time speed hell, uh, <laughs> getting chased by the Black Racer for like ever. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's that's pretty much all four of those movies. I'm like I said, it's just going to be a very interesting year of how it all goes. Yeah, but then. The only date we've gotten so far for this new slate is July of 2025, July 11th, 2025. For yeah, I, I was like shocked that they bothered to put like a specific day, not just like I would have been satisfied with like the year. Yeah, but, but where you got the day. But so like it's this day. So let's start populating everything uh, from what it sounds like. This is all the order, but they did point out that everything's still flexible they could always change things. We, they, you know, everything's still like they. They said nothing is firmly done yet, and James Gunn wants there to be room where they can move things if they need to, because sometimes it requires it, and they don't want that whole thing of hey, every time a Marvel movie is delayed, the entire slate gets delayed, and you watch all these delays happen like a freaking Congo line. You remember they remember all those delays we used to announce all the time as news. Mm-hmm. We would do that. So what it sounds like they're doing for this is since they're not all deeply tied down together, all these, if one of these gets delayed, it's just that one thing and it's fine. It doesn't affect anything. So it works. And for the production of everyone else, it works. People aren't pulling their hair out as much. Like it's just such a neater thing. And it's probably honestly better for everyone's mental health, if anything, too. Uh, (laughs) If I'm going to be honest. So that's really well done. (laughs) Now we have Todd Phillips, Joker and the Batman, Matt Reeves area that comes into so everything comes after 2025 besides uh after superman except for creature commandos and waller uh that pretty much confirms peacemaker season two is either happening it's probably happening 2025 at the earliest uh because it's not even in this and i don't know if he's counting that as like a one of the chapters or not or yeah. if that's in like chapter two or something but considering like we're not really doing one film a year anymore I think it's safe to say that if there's five movies and five TV shows and if Superman's the first movie and it's in mid-2025, I think we might get one more 
late 2025. Otherwise, I think it's all starting like the other four movies we're going to get over 2026 and maybe 2027. Uh, We could get all four in 2026 or we could just get like three of them or two of them. It's really hard to say how it's going to work. But I think chapter two is most likely, I'm just going to say like, I think chapter two is going to start in 2027. I think that's the best uh, area it's going to really. You're going to do all of chapter one in like two years? Potentially. I mean, it's only five movies. Like how many Marvel movies come out in a year? And like we're getting four DC movies. Right now we're getting four DC movies this year. I think it's not a far-fetched idea. Yeah, it still feels different to me because it's like the the four movies are from like the previous plans yeah. and shit, and like things were, that were either mostly done or like almost. I mean, done. that is true. I think because there's still room in 2025, maybe for one of those to fit in too. That's the thing. So we could get two in 2025 and three in 2026, which is why I think 2027 would work. Eh, Not to maybe. mention shows like are a lot looser and shows you can throw around. Like look at how many Marvel and Star Wars shows go into Disney Plus in a year like yeah. it populates it year round um so i think that's where the movie is going to land uh the same thing with the shows i think all the shows after superman are coming basically between july 2025 all the way to december 2026 uh except for creature commandos and waller i think are since you know uh we're seeing superman mid-july i think waller is going to be like february of 2025 and I think Creature Commandos could come out as soon as next year in the fall. I think that would be like an October 2024 type ordeal that they're going to do. Just throw it out there in October. Hey, cool. It's creatures and monsters. Perfect time for Halloween. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Uh, the reason I also think all this is going on. Uh, one thing is the Batman Part 2, Matt Reeves sequel, got a release date of... Uh, October 3rd, 2025. So it does come out after Superman Legacy. We're getting the second Matt Reeves Batman movie. Uh, The Joker movie comes out next year, October 4th, 2024. And the other thing is the Penguin show uh, for HBO Max that is coming early 2024. So I think... 2024 is going to be the kind of deadest zone for DC movies. Like we're just going to get the Joker movie and then we'll get pretty much like Penguin and Creature Commandos. And that's really it for 2024. We might get Waller maybe, but I doubt it. And then uh, if anything, maybe one of the other Matt Reeves Batman tie-ins. I'm not too sure because like there's Penguin, there's an Arkham potential one and maybe a cop one for like HBO Max series spinoffs that like takes place between the Batman one and two. Uh, Otherwise there's really not much else, dude. Like they're ending Titans and doom patrol. And I think those are ending this year. Uh, There's not really anything else besides maybe um, season four of Harley Quinn next year. Cause I don't know if that's coming this year. There's a Valentine's day special, but I don't think there's anything else after that. I think there's one final season they're going to do and it's season four. And that's probably going to be considering, you know, it takes time for all the animation and, Remember when they did the uh, DC fandom Harley Quinn thing? They were just like, hey, we, like, we're not ready yet. So here's like a quick snippet of her talking for like a second or something like that. No, um, I don't remember that specifically. I think they did something like that. But uh, considering how long it probably takes them to animate that show, I would imagine it's not coming out this year, but next year. Like it's an every two year type of show, potentially. I could be wrong, but I, I feel like it's not going to be until next year. 
Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think that's kind of what we're looking at for the slate. And if there's anything I'm missing, James, let me know or anything you think about that. Uh, I think you got because like I didn't even remember half of those, like the Penguin Show and stuff. Like, I don't know. Who are you, man? Come on. Dude, if I'm going to be honest, I'm running on fumes right now. I'm so tired. Oh, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but I think that's really everything. Uh, I know we kind of drowned down a lot. I mean, I really kind of just drowned down. I kept going, dragged uh, for a lot of areas. And uh, for some reason, couldn't read certain words right. <laughs> I kept saying them <laughs> wrong. But uh, I'm also kind of tired. Uh, that is all the DC stuff that came from that news. It's very interesting. It, we finally got it. It's a really cool slate. Like, I, I really believe in this. I think this is going to be really cool. I'm really, I think this can do better in Marvel in the sense that it's giving the person less fatigue because you don't have to watch everything. But because I don't have to watch everything, it makes me want to watch everything at the same time because it's like, oh, these are all different. Everything here is completely different in tone, idea, and just like theme. Like, we're getting True Detective show. We're getting Game of Thrones show. We're getting Spacefaring Adventure show or movie that's going to be, like, true grit in space. Like, here's Batman potentially dealing with his son. Here's Superman having an identity crisis. Here's Booster Gold also having an identity crisis. <laughs> that's a completely different yeah. identity crisis. Here's the authority fucking up the world. There's so much difference. It's basically going to be, like, the boys almost, just without the commercialism in it. So... There's yeah. so much to go on here and it's going to be really cool how it all just unfolds. And I think James, the best part about this dude, we finally have a clear path. I think that's There's finally I'm, answers. Yeah. I think that's what I'm most satisfied about. It's just like the fact that they actually have like a plan for the whole thing and not just like trying to wing it. Like from yeah. The movie. Yeah. So uh, that's been the cut of steel. You can uh, send us comments, questions, anything you guys want us to talk about. It could be questions about just any random DC thing, if you guys really want to. Uh, or if, like, you read something or played something and you just want to talk about it for a second, have us, like, spend, like, two to five minutes talking about it in a future episode. Just send us comments and questions at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, you know, uh, follow, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. At sutrasidetalk on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And just uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to or watching, whether it's uh, any podcast or YouTube. And uh, if it's Apple Podcast, give us a five-star review. If it's YouTube, I mean, uh, Spotify, please rate us. And if it's YouTube, give us a like besides subscribing. You can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. And you can follow me on Twitter at GogoComzilla. Uh, I'm glad now in the span of a month, I've gotten two Cut of Steel episodes out. So I'm very, very happy with that. Uh, that hasn't happened in a very long time since really the lead up to the Snyder Cut. But uh, the next two episodes, one is going to be about Black Adam. I'm still working on that. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that fun movie that we all love and cherish, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, now more importantly, too, is going to be our whatever happened to the DCEU. Now that we've seen the new slate and we've seen new uh, shows and movies that are basically for sure killing off other ones we thought could still come. Uh, we're going to go through everything ever announced. So you can kind of see all the things of what could have been and whatever happened to certain things and maybe things that came out that turned out differently than you would have expected. 
So there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about there. Like I said, this is going to be anywhere from one to three episodes, depending on the length and how much we really get into it. I think, honestly, it's probably going to be three. Uh, I think at the minimum, it's going to be two. But uh, we'll just see about it and who I get on for those. But all that stuff is coming eventually. Otherwise, uh, this is coming out before the Sutra Side Talk episode we were supposed to put out this week. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we'll have out the episode talking about Callisto Protocol. Uh, the game that's like a spiritual successor to Dead Space. And then after that, I still don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. But most likely, James, I'm thinking it's going to be an anime episode. I just don't know which shows yet and who we want to get for those because there's some people we can definitely get for certain shows. I just got to figure out which person matches with which show. So all, right. all that's coming. Otherwise, that has been The Cut of Steel, guys. Catch you all later. Thanks for listening.